Hi again, and welcome to part two of The Living Enterprise, the peer-led podcast series brought to you by CIO.com in partnership with Adobe and Microsoft. In this eight-part series, we've recruited top CIOs from the world of IT leadership to provide the definitive guide to how CIOs can become true digital leaders of living enterprises. Dynamic, forward-looking organizations, nimble enough to embrace change across people, process and technology to improve both employee and customer experiences. In part one, we tracked the CIO's journey from backroom order taker to boardroom business strategist and unpicked some of the skills now needed to gain that seat in the C-suite. In this episode, we're going to look at how CIOs can go about setting the boardroom agenda to drive innovation and transformation across a business. Many times CIOs get caught with the bits and the bytes of technology, the feeds, the speeds, the boxes and wires, and they don't appreciate how important people and process are. You need to build partnerships deep into sales, deep into customer support, professional services, finance, and change management is key to this. You gotta bring your executives, your peers, and the board on board from day zero, if not day zero, day minus 90. Now sit back for a masterclass on stakeholder management and the path to a successful digital transformation from some of the biggest names in the business. I would say that CIOs need to have strong technology and business acumen. That's Cynthia Stoddard, CIO and Senior VP at Adobe, explaining in a nutshell the key skills needed by today's digital leaders. It's all a far cry from the old days of just keeping the lights on. We need to play a role with business strategy and digitization. We need to understand, again, those key metrics for business performance and how to improve them. So we need to be front and center and really partnering with our business associates. The days of having you know, technology totally controlled by IT is in the past. We need to think about ourselves as enablers, enabling business process. Like many CIOs, Cynthia now has that seat on the top table, more likely to be discussing core business strategy than regaling her boardroom peers with the virtues of new software. Others, though, face an uphill struggle in persuading their company to embrace IT as a business driver, rather than just technical nuts and bolts. If you look at a lot of IT departments, you will very often find a kind of an attitude. I would summarize it in the sentence, we will be beaten up anyway. Bernd Prushoff is CDO at the UVEX Group. They make protective equipment for people at work and extreme sports enthusiasts. Previously, he oversaw the digital transformation of the German cosmetics firm Schwann. When he joined, his first job was to change not just the way the IT department was seen across the company, but also how it saw itself. In IT, you are used to the fact that if IT works, nobody will say a word, because this is normal. Most of IT discussions are focused around things that don't work. And this may cause some kind of negativity. 
To change those negative attitudes, Bert came up with a catchphrase and encouraged everyone within IT to use it. We called it from support function to business driver of choice. And we also created the hashtag BDOC, business driver of choice, and people were using it in their signature. And what we had in mind was very simple, saying, yes, there was a time when there was no IT without business. When business was still very physical and very analog, using an IT tool was an option. And this effect has changed. In an IT world, there's no business without IT. If everyone runs a laptop, a mobile phone, or has an internet connection, client and customer access is digital by definition. So if we accept this as being the new normal, then obviously IT has to lead the discussion on what's possible. A clear, concise message. But not surprisingly, some were a bit sceptical. Of course, there were people in the team who said, well, are you sure we can make that? Are you sure people in this house will ever see us like that? And uh, of course, this needs attention from you as a leader and saying, yes, I, I believe in you. And maybe we need just a change in telling our story. We need to be transparent. And why are we always waiting for others to ask the questions? Why are not we ourselves start to ask questions and give a direction? If once you've understood that, you've understood that you can provide a totally different level of value. And if you do that, also the perception of you and your role will change. And I'm deeply convinced it just takes the bravery to take this role. And it worked. The digital transformation he brought about at Schwann led to him winning several accolades, including a coveted podium spot at the 2019 CIO of the Year Awards. You have to make sure that people get attention if they make a great job. And this is also something that I think speaks very strongly for these kind of awards, like from the CIO magazine, to give people the stage and give them the appreciation that they've done a magnificent job, which they probably will not get in their daily work. What always starts with people, doesn't it? Jay Farrow is CIO at QuickCrete, the largest manufacturer of packaged concrete in the United States. He's held similar roles at a number of other companies, including Earthlink, the American Cancer Society, and AIG. I've said this my entire career, people process technology in that order. I think we all tackle all three, but sometimes we lose sight of the fact that it always starts with people. And what that means is your own people within your IT organization, your peers in the organization, and your customers ultimately, and they're the reason you exist. So you've got to start with people, attracting and retaining top talent, providing outstanding customer experience, always starts with people. Without them, you're dead in the water. Process and technology are very, very important, clearly, but having world-class processes is far more important to me than having world-class technology. I think many times CIOs get caught with the bits and the bytes of technology, the feeds, the speeds, the boxes and wires, and they don't appreciate how important people and process are. 
For Jay, this focus on people is not just about engaging and infusing your own staff. It's about a more root and branch approach to getting the whole business on board. I'm not going to try to paint the scenario with sunshine and roses and say that when you walk in as a new IT leader, that everybody is going to be glad to see you and that they're all going to drink the Kool-Aid that you're serving and that they're going to think your ideas are great. They're not. Some will. Some will be hurry up and wait. Others, you could introduce cold fusion and they're going to still complain about it. You know, look, the first 90 days as a CIO, the first 100 days, the first few months, it's all about listening and learning and building relationships, being available, asking good questions, and really shutting your mouth really a lot more than you're talking. And after that initial period of deep observation, Jay says it's time to look for small, quick wins, tweaks to improve the dynamics of the business. After a few weeks of conversation you're not going to hear a whole lot that's new. You're going to have to act like it's new, but you're not going to hear a whole lot that's new. And this has been proven true in every role that I've ever been in. Everything that you're going to hear is going to fall into buckets. And it's going to usually be around things like customer experience. IT's not moving fast enough. We don't have timely access to data. Our technology is old, whatever it is. And you're going to have common themes that you're going to be, again, putting all of these little opportunities in. And when you see these opportunities, you're going to look for quick wins and be able to pick up those and remove just little pieces of friction to build credibility quickly. And I cannot stress this enough. When you listen, you're available, you're positive, and you put in a very aggressive quick win opportunity plan, you are going to build credibility very, very quickly. And Jay says with that credibility comes the licence to be more ambitious, more innovative in driving the business forward. But true transformation takes time. I always break up our work into really three buckets. Stabilise, improve, transform. Right? Now, year one in a CIO's journey, you are heavy on stabilization. I would say here, 80 to 90% of the work year one was stabilization work, stabilizing the environment from people, process, technology. Year two, ideally, and there's no magical formula where the weighting changes, but it should change more toward improvement and then ultimately transformation. Now, each of these, they don't exist in a vacuum. In other words, the stabilization work isn't just stabilization in and of itself. It actually feeds improvement and transformation down the road. So the things that you're doing in stabilization, sometimes you're just putting out a fire, but often you're removing pain points, you're eliminating legacy technologies, you're putting in additional bandwidth, you're improving customer service, you're doing all of these things, which ultimately grease the skids and pave the way for improvement and transformative uh, type of work, which ultimately help drive the company's revenue higher, your costs lower, and you improve customer experience. Throughout the process, an IT leader needs to be able to demonstrate the added value that this kind of innovative thinking can bring. At Schwann, Bernd and his team set about digitising an expensive and time-consuming aspect of the cosmetics industry. As you can imagine, one of the biggest challenges in this business is colour. And this has been a very physical business. So somebody from a brand comes to you and says, 
Well, our new season will all about fire. And then we had someone actually going into our warehouse and looking for colors that somehow represented fire. And we were producing samples and sending them to the brand. And they gave us feedback. And obviously, this took a few weeks, depending on where the company was located. And they gave us feedback and said, well, it's okay, it's going into the right direction, but we need more heaven in it. Digitizing heaven isn't a task most CIOs would relish taking on, but Bernd and his team came up with an idea. We were introducing a cloud platform which enabled us to create digital services. And uh, when we looked at this problem, we were looking at the possibilities to provide all our colors in a digital process and have people from the brands actually For example, uploading a photo saying, okay, this is the fire color that I mean. And uh, using a lens function and saying, okay, this is exactly the color that I mean. And then have a cloud platform that matches it against all the colors available. And this actually reduced the process of creating uh, color samples by more than 60-70% in terms of time and also in terms of obviously costs because producing these samples means money. And I think that's a perfect example. Nobody from the business asked for a cloud platform. Nobody from the business asked for a, a DevOps environment. But These decisions which were done by IT because we are owning it and we are preparing the architecture for requirements that you don't yet know. This decision enabled us to create this service which has been a game changer for the interaction between us and our customers. Big wins like Burnt's at Schwann further embed a positive view of the benefits of digitization in the minds of people across the business, from the board down. And that's a key aspect of any IT leader's job. Take people with you on your journey. Hi, this is Isaac Sokolik. I am the president of Star CIO, a company that helps organizations with transformation programs. You got to bring your executives, your peers and the board on board from day zero, if not day zero, day minus 90, you know, uh, to try to go do things with your staff and your colleagues without having their interest, not just their support. You know, support is like a weird word. You know, I could nod my head and say I'm supporting this and then go back and doing my day job. But I need my head of sales and my head of marketing asking questions like, What do I have to do to make this successful? You know, who is this going to impact on my team? What is my world going to look like when we start deploying new, some of these new things? And so you really need to start early and bring them on board. You know when you're doing well, when they're asking questions like, how can I help? You know, and they're really stepping up and meeting with you and making that happen. If they're just saying, go ahead, here's the check, go for it, let me know when you're done, you know you're in bad shape. Taking the whole company on a digital journey, yes, absolutely key. Yes, you have to communicate in the C-suite, but it doesn't stop there. That's Adobe's CIO, Cynthia Stoddard again. Because what you also need to do is you need to have partnerships throughout the organization. 
You need to build partnerships deep into sales, deep into customer support, professional services, finance. And, you know, change management is key to this. It's communicating the vision, communicating what is changing, communicating the value, and then what's in it for the particular individual in their discipline and working with them and working with them very closely. Very, very important to get, you know, advocates in each area to work with you to spread the message of digitization and, you know, how do we get that customer journey front and center? We'll be returning to customer experience and its place at the heart of a living enterprise later in the series. But another key part of the concept of what brings an enterprise alive is improving employee experience and communicating how your vision will help your own staff, as well as the bottom line, up and down the chain of command, is key to a CIO's role. Andrew Wilson, now Microsoft's CDO, was CIO at Accenture for seven years. He came up with an innovative and entertaining way to spread his message. I look back on my years and I think about as well the fact that with hundreds of thousands of people to look after and enable all over the world, one of the things that I did was to create an increased use of television and video capabilities. And I don't just mean the style of talking on Teams in a, in a video conference. I'm talking about doing TV shows that communicate content, that draw in an audience, that attract ratings, and that have production values. And so whether it's a talk show, whether it's dramatization of training, whether it's larger format broadcast type conferences, the opportunity to communicate over the medium of video is huge today. And it breaks down geographic boundaries, and it also breaks down cultural boundaries as well. In other words, show your workings and think big, but always consult and always listen. Jason Oliver is Director of IT Services at Sussex University in the south of England. The IT strategy that we've now got is not a strategy for IT. It's a strategy for business. It's a strategy for the evolution of the organisation. And it's not owned by IT, it's to be delivered by the IT department. But actually, it's owned by our executive, it's owned by all of our different communities because it's their strategy. It's the strategy that they told us that they wanted. Bernd Prushoff from UVEX says another way to make people like the Kool-Aid you're serving is to be endlessly proactive. Don't wait for the board to come to you, put yourself out there. They don't need to know all the intricacies of what you're offering, only that it works. Our job as CDO is showing the potential for solutions, showing the potential uh, new opportunities, and also showing the potential for solving problems that sometimes people have been facing for a long, long time. Also giving an answer on how to deal with the uncertainty that we all see in the world right now. And because we have the methods to deal with uncertainty. And it's not about technology. It's not about uh, hardware and software. It's about human beings trying to find their way through possibilities. And uh, if we can frame that kind of picture, providing help, providing support and giving guidance, I think this will create much more enthusiasm, much more buy-in and much more commitment in order to create that critical mass that we all need to create change. 
Change is the one constant in business, and the pace of that change, already dizzyingly rapid, has only been accelerated by COVID. Another key part of a living enterprise is the ability to embrace that change and to use the opportunities presented to benefit the whole company. And to do that, David McGrath, Chief Digital Officer at Clubs Australia, says it's vital to have an agile workforce. The way that we look at technology is it will continue to change. And, you know, you only need to look at the education that's going on through the universities where they say at the moment, you know, you go through a computer science degree and by the time you get to the third year of the degree, everything you learned in the first year is redundant. So it just means that you have to work with a high degree of change and you have to have people around you that that are flexible and, and have got that agile mentality. And importantly now, I mean, we hire for the ability to learn as much as the ability of what you have already learned. So, you know, flexible hiring is as important as flexible technology. The ability to learn is important as the ability to evolve. Isaac Sokolik, the president of Star CIO, is also big on team building. But for him, it's about more than just forming a group of people with the right skills. When I think about forming an organization or a team, I'm looking not at just, you know, this person knows, you know, SQL Server and another person knows JavaScript and the third person knows Tableau. You know, those are the skill sets. I'm also looking at the mindsets. This person is a type A personality, is very aggressive, loves to experiment. You know, that person needs to be complemented with somebody who maybe was a teacher once in their career and can learn from that person in terms of what they're thinking and what they're figuring out. You know, somebody else who likes to ask questions, you know, challenges the assumptions and says, though it's a really good technology solution, but what problem does it solve? Is it something we really want to invest in? Is there a third-party solution out there rather than building something that we do ourselves? So, you know, a lot of what I just described is what I consider diversity and what a diverse team looks like. The culture of the ITS team at Sussex is in a constant state of evolution. Jason Oliver, Director of IT Services at Sussex University. It isn't just about you know sending people on training courses. It's about the sharing of knowledge. It's about the building of relationships. It's about that team ethos and building in um, an understanding that we have a common cause and we're all pulling together to try to achieve something really really special and you you don't do that through implementing new technology you do that by building outstanding teams and outstanding people Jason Oliver from Sussex University underlining the importance of employee experience in a living enterprise hope you got all that. We've covered a huge amount of ground in this episode. And if you want to dig deeper into the philosophy behind The Living Enterprise, search The Living Enterprise to check out our dedicated website for insights, advice and resources to help CIOs build one. But that's it for this episode. In part three, we'll be taking a look at allies and enemies and how CIOs can plot influence and collaboration inside and outside the boardroom. 